Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the World at War Comics podcast today. My special guest, Mr. Simon Furman, Transformers Hall of Famer, Marvel great, um, and now with his new title with Massive, Astrobots. Simon, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's, it's great to be on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most fans, uh, when they see this, they're going to connect your name to Transformers, as it should be. You've had such an amazing impact in that entire world of about, what, 30 years of uh, riding off and on Transformers? It's closer to 40 now. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I wrote my first Transformers story, probably tail end of 1984 or early 85. So, you know, it's the 40th anniversary this year. And yeah, I'm almost been there the whole time. That's excellent. I mean, what a amazing career. Did Have you always felt uh, or do you feel today um, grateful for that long run on just one title? Or I mean, it wasn't one title. You did a lot of Alpha Flight and a lot of other things, but that's a long time to be on one title off and on. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, it's it's almost underpinned my entire career, which is great. You know, I mean, obviously, I like to be doing other things, you know, some of them creator own, some of them for companies. So, you know, it's great to be able to do both. You know, I'm a Marvel, I'm old time Marvel fan. So working for Marvel, first in the UK, then the US was some kind of dream for me anyway. So I'm just happy to be working in comics still. <laughs> well, your impact on Transformers has been incredible, not just in comics, but uh, also in animation, correct? Yeah, I wrote the final episode of the Beast Wars TV series, but that actually was it for the for the animated side of things. But yeah, you know, nice to have got one little screen credit in the Transformers TV side of the equation. But, you know, I'm working on several Transformers games at the moment and, you know, and hopefully at some point be back writing some comics as well. That would be amazing. Uh, as you know, uh, Skybound in the U.S. has the rights to Transformers. Have you kind of been paying attention to what's going on there with Daniel Warren Johnson and what he's doing? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. You know, it's always nice to see a, a fresh take, a fresh pair of eyes on, you know, as you say, something that's 40 years old now, you know. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. I like the kind of interlinked universe it's in. So, yeah, you know, I'm I'm on, definitely on board for the ride. Yeah, it's been quite enjoyable, and uh, there's kind of been a, a resurgence. I mean, Transformers is always very popular, but there's almost been a resurgence. And people my age, going back to the book, it's been a little while because there's been a little bit of a gap. So it's quite enjoyable to, to read, uh, like you said, a fresh take on the Transformers. But I have a feeling Daniel Warren Johnson still is holding your stuff pretty close to his chest as he's building out this Energon universe with G.I. Joe. Sure. I mean, you know, like I say, it's just good to sort of see fresh blood come in, to see a new sort of perspective on it. You know, and you know, like I said, I've been doing it for 40 years and, you know, it's good to have a reset every now and then. And the great thing about Transformers is it does transform. You know, people come in, they have their own take on it. Even within the 17 years of IDW, you got a whole load of different kind of creative voices and artists behind it. And I think that's what's kept it going for all this time. Yeah. You know, Simon, being on it for as long as you have, what is the secret of coming up with new stories 
because you've done quite a bit, right? So what is that secret to try and figure out what to do next with all those amazing characters? I think that's it. They're such amazing characters. You never run dry of stories. Yeah. I've always looked at them character first. And, you know, I love the big ideas and the and the great stuff as well. But the characters are so rich. You know, it's hard not to find stories to tell about them. And, you know, every time I think, ah, oh, you know, I, I've told everything there is on that character, you find another angle or another situation to put them in. Or you find a character that you've never really got to grips with before. You know, recently I did a series called Transformers 84, which sort of went back to the beginning of the Marvel series. And, you know, there was a character I'd never really used before in that. And it was it was great to tell it from their perspective. That's amazing. Incredible. Well, I mean, uh, amazing career in Transformers. Can we move over just to some of the other Marvel stuff? I mean, your Alpha Flight run was quite a run. I mean, it was over 100 issues, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, it wasn't as much as that. You oh, know, well, I, I thought it was. No, I took over Alpha Flight on issue. Well, I, I had a backup story in issue 109, okay. and then I took over fully in 110. And that took went to the end of that first series. So o overall, with all the bits and pieces, the North Star miniseries and the Alpha Flight special, I think it was sort of 25 or so issues oh, I did. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it was it was great. It was my main bit of marvel mainstream if you like back in the uh sort of early mid 90s and i loved it absolutely loved it then you got on uh x-men if i'm not mistaken correct uh well i did i did a i did a bunch of what if x-men mm -hmm. stories but i i did a little bit of work for the animated x-men show around that time mm -hmm. and so you know yeah that was that was really fun as well beast wars led me into a, a clutch of different series that I got to work on. And one of those was uh, X-Men Evolution, I believe it's called. So, you know, they again, wonderful to, to get just to work on that. And, you know, I'm a big X-Men fan. So, you know, it's another kind of itch scratched, really. <laughs> yeah. So um, you also write for uh, video games, too, if I'm not. Is that correct? You're yep. doing that still right now, right? With Transformers? With Transformers, with a couple of other things as well. You know, the, again, Transformers has just opened doors from working on a few Transformers games with those companies or with the people from those companies. I'm now working on just some other game stuff. It's it's an interesting medium to work in, different to comics. Yeah. You know, it involves a lot of writing on spreadsheets, which I don't love, but... <laughs> But, you know, I love the collaborative team yeah. element of it, you know. And, yeah, I've, I'm working on, well, recently, I mean, I've been on Transformers Earth Wars, which is a little mobile game for seven plus years now, just writing new storylines for that. Um, recently, Outright Games bought out um, a Transformers Earth Spark game called Expedition. So I've worked on that. And there's two or three others sort of still you know, in in progress and uh, hopefully coming out over the next year or so. Wow. Now, is your approach when you go to comics, um, whether you're working on animation or video game, do each of them have a separate approach of how you write? 
um maybe the mechanics of writing okay but the actual sort of development of the story i always work on exactly the same principles really you know just just make sure that they're involving that the characters say something about the people you know watching or reading them you know you want them you want your characters to evoke an emotion in the reader or the watcher and i've always thought character was right at the heart of any kind of good storytelling you know you can have the most amazing i don't know murder mystery or science fiction concept but if the characters aren't good if they're not involving if you can't relate to them it's not really going to work as a story Yeah, no, that's such a good point. Um, what can we go back in time of how you kind of came into comics um, the first time? I mean, did you know from a very young age that you wanted to tell stories and were you already kind of doing your own storytelling before you fell into comic books? Yeah, I mean, as a younger kid, I mean, I read comics, devoured comics, in fact. I mean, I read a lot, full stop, but comics particularly I loved. You know, initially the British comics of the day, which were sort of multi-story, often black and white comics, and then discovering through the reprints Marvel comics. And, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love comics. And, yes, often used to create kind of illustrated stories rather than my own comics i can't draw to save my life so it, it was it was prose with a few fairly poor drawings in them but yeah i mean i was creative i loved to tell stories and you know really i lucked into it a great deal i was working for a publisher called ipc magazines who had a comics division and almost sort of sideways i moved into that area and i took up as assistant editor on a new title called scream which was a kids horror comic you know but creepy rather than outright horror and that 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 gave me my first script writing chances because often deadline crunches and things i just had to step in and write something often overnight Amazing. so yeah It, it was that was sort of learning it at the cutting edge, really. And I was lucky because in the same office complex, we had 2000 AD, which was the sort of premier British sci-fi comic of the time, which I read. And I was able just to sort of hang around the offices and read scripts. I read a lot of John Wagner Dread scripts and Pat Mill scripts. And I just kind of learned how... they're put together and how you know lean and mean say john wagner's scripts were you know he, he almost minimum description and you know he just trusted the artist completely and so yeah i had some good stuff to to look at and and learn the craft from Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, can you talk about your time at Titan? If I'm not mistaken, you were the editor there as well, right? yeah titan sort of mid-90s the comics industry kind of imploded a bit and a lot of the titles I was working on got canned you know Alpha Flight went and a few others in swift succession and yeah I kind of found myself in need of going back I mean I've done editorial before at IPC and Marvel so I just went back to being an editor for a while and I got a job at Titan And that was great. I was sort of running their graphic novels publishing program. 
a lot of which was reprint, but there were odd bits of origination and and stuff going on there. But while I was there, and this was just before Transformers came back in the early 2000s, um, I suggested to them that they reprint all the Marvel UK and US Transformer stories. They were no longer Marvel's license. So we approached Hasbro and pretty much just sort of snagged that license before Dreamwave and, you know, that whole sort of wizard reinvention of Transformers came in the early 2000s. So, yeah, we we were sort of republishing Transformers and and hit that moment where it was suddenly all back in the front and centre. Uh, I can't. Did you say something? I can't hear you there. Weird. I've lost your sound. Can you hear me now, Simon? Yeah, got it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I don't know what happened with my mic, but I think it's fixed now. Um, yeah, I mean, that sounds like it was perfect timing um, for Titan at the time. How did you enjoy being an editor or during that time frame? Did you miss like fully being engulfed in telling stories? Uh, yeah, I mean, I missed it, but I like being an editor. You know, being an editor is very satisfying itself because you get to work with lots of really good creative people. And Titan were very open to, you know, getting into the sort of behind the scenes comics world. And we did a whole series. We did a couple of volumes of writers on comic script writing, which was famous writers just talking about their art and craft. We did artists on comic art and various specific ones. We did comics creators on Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men. And, you know, we got some utterly amazing interviews and art from that. So, you know, I was never far, really, from the comics world and all the people I knew anyway. So, yeah, no, Titan was great. I love being an editor, but I kind of love being a freelance storyteller a lot better. Yeah. I think you're pretty good at it too. So that, that makes sense. Maybe we could kind of jump into Astrobots now, uh, Simon, if that's okay. Cause I, I'm really enjoying that first arc um, just beautifully done in the world building, but maybe we could back up a little bit because this is just a toy line that approached you about developing stories around all these amazing characters that they created. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the brainchild of uh, a guy called Aaron Thomas He's a toy designer. And, you know, basically he reached out to me and said, look, we've got the sort of start of a storyline, the, 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 the sort of main characters. What we'd like is you to come on board and, as you say, develop that whole, you know, backstory, world build and and just start to, you know, they, they knew the the gist of what they thought Astrobots were and, and, and some of the structure, but they just needed, I think, a big storyline behind that. So, yeah, I just came on board and, I, you know, I love the, the toys are incredible. And I just thought this is great. This is kind of starting from scratch, which I don't often get to do. You know, Transformers, I've often jumped in into worlds already created. But here was a chance to do what... Bob Budiansky and others had done back in the day with Transformers and and world build create things, 
so yeah it's been really good you know building a, a quite sophisticated hopefully storyline not you know it's a little you know maybe it's a little more sort of thoughtful or political or or there's much more intrigue than in in transformers generally but you know i just really again just wanted to tell the best story i could and that always means getting into those characters and even though the character of atlas is the nominal villain of the piece i've always preferred shaded villains you know villains who who aren't necessarily just out and out well i'm gonna conquer the world for no particular good reason so you know it was lovely to give everybody a side and an opinion on this and yeah it's worked really well the first series you know hectratronic the artist did an amazing job and you know season uh, the second arc is now being drawn so we are well advanced with that and hopefully that will come out this year and you know hopefully also the trade of the first one and then we're also working on the sort of broad strokes of a third and possibly fourth arc so uh, you know it's it's rolling really nicely and you know as more and more toys come out so we get to flesh out the world and the characters even more yeah i mean the toys are very uh intricate i mean just for you know people who collect i'm a big toy collector as you could see simon but i mean look at the yeah finger i mean everything is so detailed it's incredible this is apollo which is a, definitely a main character but yeah yeah i've, I've got my my apollo oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing isn't the quality incredible simon yeah. the articulation on these is incredible i mean the finger has three joints i mean yeah. just to tell you how crazy this is it's amazing no they are they are beautiful toys and you know the characters once we'd layered characters onto them you know we you just get sort of drawn into the whole thing you know so yeah i'm i'm really enjoying that and hope we can run and run with it yeah i, I it sounds like you already are i mean from athenia which is a, a she's complex all in her own um, and is playing a, a very unique and dangerous role throughout Astrobots, I would say. Um, but yeah, and then Vulcan and and Artemis. I mean, it, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I, I really enjoy that it does feel a little bit more mature um, yeah. in Transformers, which I love. And like you said, the politics that's taking place while like disaster is on its way is uh, such a really nice blend. And it does bring that more mature kind of uh you know you, you really start to question things that you're seeing even around you today right as you're reading this which i think is amazing um and very relatable right now yeah i mean I, you know i like to as much as possible you know pull you know i'm used to sort of the likes of 2000 ad where they used to draw on you know they used to parallel world events in science fiction settings you know that was always part of the the joy of it really that you could read them in two different ways and so while i want there to be plenty of action and everything else in astrobot we're keen that it it's saying something as well maybe about the state of the world in the at the moment 
Yeah, and I think that is exactly what people uh, want when they're reading a more mature book like that. There certainly is um, a lot of action, though. So anybody hearing uh, Astro Watts, it's such a really good blend between action and in-depth uh, kind of moral dilemmas that uh, you really get to consider, which was amazing. You said you're on arc two. You're already thinking about arc three and arc four. As a, as a writer, um, Simon, um, I would love to kind of get your thoughts on how far out you think you have your story. Or is it something that, can you turn that off? Or once you're into this world, you're just constantly have like a notepad and writing notes and... No, I mean, you know, it's, it's evolving all the time. I mean, and a lot of that comes from when I get on a call with Aaron and we just talk through the ideas we want to explore, the places we want to go. You know, we've barely started to explore the world of Colony World One. So we really want to broaden the scope of it. I mean, series two really does. And it goes into some of the pre-story that we don't see yet. So, you know, and, and we go to different bits of Colony World One. We meet new characters. So, yeah, we're all the time. It's very much a, a how can we where can we take this now? What can we do with it? And really, there are so few limits on it. And it's very exciting. Like I say, whenever I get on a call with Aaron, we just both have so many ideas about what we can do to expand the world we're in. Yeah, no, I, you're you're I think you're doing it. It's been a lot of fun. And as a fan, that's why I reached out to you. I'm obviously know your work from Transformers, Simon, and some of the other stuff you've done. But you know, the, this most recent, when I saw your name on Astrobots, I mean, to be honest, the, the, the cover looked awesome. But when I saw your name, like, well, Simon's writing a, a book about, you know, the this type of a world, uh, it's going to be really good. And uh, you did not disappoint, Simon. Oh, well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Can you um, talk about, is there any other things that fans could go to that you're working on? Are you doing anything on the uh, creator-owned side of the business right now? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, the, over the last couple of years, Jeff Senior and I, we've worked together on many things from Dragon's Claws to Death's Head to Transformers. We came up with our own story called To the Death, which we put out, um, you know, we put it out as a 10 issue maxi series. And it was kind of difficult to get the distribution sorted. You know, it was hard to do it on your own back and get it into comic stores. So, you know, To the Death is all out there and there is, you know, it's still available through uh, getmycomics.com. But uh, we're also recently with another artist called Martin Stiff. Uh, I did a graphic novel called Five Points, which is a crime noir. Now, see, I'm a big crime noir fan, movies, books, whatever. So it was absolutely great to step out of giant robots for a while and do something in that whole genre. So yeah, it's and this one we published direct through Amazon. Excellent. So it's available both sides of the Atlantic. In fact, you know, English speaking worldwide. So uh, yeah, that was great as well. And that's gone down really well. So, you know, definitely some more of that in the future, I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, you're <laughs> such a good writer. I, I would love to see uh this uh, crime noir, I'll definitely take a look at that, Simon, and make sure I order that because uh, I, I really enjoy your your writing and your storytelling. So, 
Well, Simon, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you uh, coming by today. I want to be super respectful of your time. Hope we could do this again after arc two of Astrobots, um, because I am absolutely enjoying it and I cannot wait um, for Astrobots uh, arc two. In fact, I had um, uh, Kevin uh, Rotatelli on yesterday and we were talking about Astrobots and he was quite excited about how well that first arc did. So arc two, I know, is going to be amazing. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it coming out and uh, and thank you for having me on. I'll definitely come back again and uh, we'll do some more Astrobots catch up. I love it, Simon. Well, thank you again. Have a great uh, rest of your week and we will talk soon. You too. All right, bye-bye.